Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, His Beloved, presented by Pastor Matthew Boatman on Sunday, April 17th, 2016. Good morning, Soul Rio. All right, welcome to Soul Rio Church. It is such a blessing to be up here today with you all. For those who don't know me, I'm Matt Boatman. I'm the missions and outreach pastor here at the church. Every time God allows me to come up here and share his word with you guys, it just blows me away. I, you know, I have feelings of unworthiness, like I'm not good enough to do this. But I remind myself every time it's through God's strength that I can do this. He's prepared me for it. So this week... As I was preparing for the message, a lot went through my mind. First, I thought, man, Floyd, he's already picked the series. He's already picked what I have to talk about. That's not fair. I want to talk about what I want to talk about, not what Floyd wants to talk, picked out. Fortunately, I got over myself and realized it wasn't about me. Speaking of Floyd, I'd like everyone to give Floyd and Janice A round of applause. They just celebrated their 25-year anniversary being married. You guys are such a blessing and a role model for all of us on marriage. Thank you. Keep it up, Janice. (laughs) I'm going to try to not talk with my hands. I'm a hand talker, but I'm also going to try not to keep my hands on the stand. The last two times I talked too much with my hands. The last time, I kept my hands on the stand the whole time, so Brenda, give me a wink if I'm doing one of them too much. Okay. Okay, so then after I got over myself and realized this wasn't about me, I then wondered, how am I going to have, or how am I going to come up with enough words to say? This was already picked. Uh, We planned this out at the beginning of the year. I forgot that I was even preaching until about a month ago, so it's a good thing I looked at the schedule. I thought I wasn't going to preach until Father's Day, so I was like, oh, I got all kinds of time. Um, well, I prayed, and I asked God for God's guidance. I asked God, what do you want me to say? Not what do I need to come up with. What do you want me to share with people today? So I hope whoever needs to hear what is said today is here with an open heart and an open mind and will allow God, will will allow the word of God in their hearts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to come together to worship you and to praise you for everything. Father, I pray that your words will just flow through here and that those words are said today, those words that are said today will just be heard by whoever, whoever needs to hear them. Father, thank you again for everything. We can never thank you enough. We love you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I like to do videos, so here's a short video.
My favorite one was the Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, another thing I asked, now Michelle just called me a liar. Michelle, um, I do, I'm, I'm going to have my phone, so no uh, verse pictures on, on, on the phone so it doesn't distract me, please. All right. Inside joke, sorry. Every time I, I end up uh, preaching, Michelle gets on her phone and makes a verse picture of, of the verse that I'm talking about. And it pops up on my phone and says, Michelle Moore Potter just made a verse picture. Michelle Moore Potter just made a verse picture. Michelle Moore Potter just made a verse picture. So I ask that she doesn't do that. All right, so today I'm going to talk about rejection. We just watched the video. Some of that was rejection. Some of that was uh, awkwardness, people not knowing how to give high fives. But rejection, what a strong word. It's, it's something we all deal with at various moments and times in our lives. Nobody is immune to it. Whether it's rejection from a family member or a friend, a supervisor at work or a coworker, sometimes from a parent, or it might even be from a spouse. Some handle it better than others, but nobody is immune from it, like I said, and it happens to everyone. At one point in your life, you felt rejection. Well, let me tell you a story. I got a story for, about myself. One sunny afternoon in 2009, long time ago, for you teenagers, I met the most beautiful, intelligent, funny woman in all of the land. There I was in awe of her, thinking to myself, how could God create such an amazing woman? So we worked together. So one day we finally got to have a conversation. We talked for a little bit. She left. We went. She left, I left. We went our separate ways. No, I left thinking that was good. I got to talk to her. She seems nice. Her teeth are good. <laughs> I can do this. Well, she left, and she had different thoughts. She was thinking, what a, I can't say the word, but it's a word, it's another word for a body part. (laughs) So I'll let you use your imaginations. Now fast forward a couple months, things changed. She got to know me, and after her initial rejection, she changed her opinion. Well, that woman was Brenda, my wife, right here. Raise your hand, Brenda, if you guys don't know her. Take some pressure off myself, you look at her. (laughs) she rejected me at first but now we are best friends and deeply in love and I can ask for a better spouse and also I I haven't gotten verbal confirmation yet but I don't think I'm that body part anymore (laughs) here are a few examples of some famous people that were rejected J.K. Rowling, y'all know who J.K. Rowling is? I know Sammy, Janice do, Shelby. (laughs) J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. I'm sure you guys all know what it is. But did you know that J.K. Rowling was rejected by 12 different publishers before someone finally decided to publish her book? One of them even went as far as telling her, don't quit your day job. 
Walt Disney, Disneyland, was fired from a local newspaper, the Kansas City Star. His, his manager at the time apparently uh, said he apparently lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> I think multiple generations will have something to say about that. After just one performance, Elvis Presley was fired by Jim Denny, the manager of the Grand Ole Opry. He report, reportedly told him, you aren't going nowhere, son. Sounds like Alan. <laughs> you ought to go back driving a truck. And last example I have is Abraham Lincoln. When Lincoln was young and entered war, he entered as a captain, but he came back as a much lower private. For anyone that doesn't know about the military, captain is an officer. Private is the lowest rank you can be in all the military. Later on, he tried to start up a ton of businesses, all of which failed. And before becoming president, he lost several runs for public office. Now, in the Bible, there is also a lot of rejection, many forms of it. In Genesis, Adam and Eve rejected the command of God. In the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was rejected by the people of his day and thrown in a well. Jonah rejected God's calling for him. Peter rejected Jesus three times by denying him. And Stephen was rejected and executed. Rejection can be such a strong and meaningful thing. So meaningful that it can affect your whole life if you allow it to. But I'm here to tell you today, if you're feeling rejected, you're not alone. And you may even wonder if the Lord even understands. I'm also going to tell you that he does. You're not alone, and he understands. Now let's open up our Bibles to Luke 4, 14. 16 through 30. We're going to go over that. That's the verses I'm going to use today. Keeping my hands on the stand too much, ain't I? (laughs) You're always going to be positive, Floyd. Thanks. All right, Luke 4, 416 is titled, well, 414 is titled, The Rejection of Nazareth in many Bibles. It is also known as Jesus' first sermon. It takes place immediately after Jesus had been tempted by the devil in the desert. This is a fast-moving story that begins with respect and intrigue. But then it turns to hate, rejection, and eventually attempted murder. Although Although those around him are amazed at his wisdom, his words anger them because they see themselves as God's chosen people. And him is Jesus. They, uh, because they see themselves as God's chosen people, they they are angry, but they think they're perfect, and they do not agree with the good news. Should also good, do not agree that the good news should also be shared with the Gentiles. They are angered by his words, and they throw him out of the synagogue, and take him from the city, where they drag him to a hill top, and try to throw him off a cliff. But he manages to walk away from them unharmed. Number one, God understands rejection. I believe nobody understands rejection better than Jesus. He was rejected more probably in his life than anyone. In Luke 4.16, 
If you don't have your Bibles there yet, let's go, go ahead and read that together. Luke 4, 16, it says, Jesus goes to the synagogue where he reads from a scroll of Isaiah, but he hands back the scroll, stopping short of an important point for the Jews. In his reading, he announces in verse, in verse 18 through 21 is what we're going to jump to. They're on the board if you, if you need them. And the, the Bible, the version of the Bible I'm using is NLT. We have ESV here, but I'm not very smart, so I like the easier words. So in Luke 4, 18 through 21, I'm going to read it out loud. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover of sight for the blind, recovery of slight, sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus just proclaimed to them that he himself was the one who would bring the good news. He was the Messiah. Now in verse 22 it says, Everyone spoke well of him. He was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? So the rejection starts to begin. Jesus' first sermon goes back to his hometown. He's going to preach the word. I, I am God. I've come here to sacrifice myself for you. I'm your savior. I come to bring the good news. And they look at him like he's crazy. They are in total disbelief. They don't want to believe this. Some grew up with him. Most knew his family. And they didn't want to believe this. If we look at Mark 6, let's go ahead and turn to Mark 6, verses 1 through 3. It says in Mark 6, 1 through 3, Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters lived right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. So all this disbelief's going on. Two different versions of the story. We see it in Mark and we see it in Luke. The total disbelief. No one wanted to accept this. The thing that the Jews have been waiting for for a long time is now there and they don't want to believe it. Talk about rejection. This was Jesus' first sermon, his first public speech. He decided to go back to his hometown to give it. So just from this, these, these few passages... In the Bible, we can understand that God does know what rejection is. He's been through it. He understands it. This is just mineral water, by the way. Jerry thought it was wine the other day, so. Number two, don't hold rejection against others. So in Luke 4, we see that Jesus' family and friends rejected him. They didn't want to believe him. Disbelief. We're not having it. They looked at him. They said, Jesus, the son of Joseph, 
the carpenter, how could this be the Messiah? They remembered the man as a boy. They remembered him as a teenager. And now he's here preaching in his first sermon that he's the Messiah. He's starting his ministry. And they can't accept it. They reject it. The thing they've been waiting for, for all these years. And they can't believe it. So from their knowledge of Jesus, it encouraged them to have feelings of contempt for him. And they rejected him. So in Luke 4, also verses 28 through 30, we're going to jump forward to that, and I'm going to read it. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of a hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. I say this again. They intended to push him over the cliff and kill him. They were furious. They did not want to believe this. Total rejection. This is his family, his friends. They all knew him growing up, and they wanted to kill him. Now, I said all of us have dealt with rejection in our life from time to time. Jesus just dealt with the ultimate rejection, I think. They just tried to kill him. If I was Jesus, I don't even know what I'd be thinking. But probably along the lines of, why am I even here? I could be up in heaven just kicking it, having a good time, not worrying about people killing me. Man, I don't need this. God, take me back. I don't want, they're trying, they're trying to kill me already. It just started. Well, if that was to happen to you, how would you respond? When you've been faced with rejection, how did you respond? Well, we can see here what Jesus did. He decided to leave. He, uh, what's, it, what's it say here? He uh, passed right through the crowd on his, and went on his way. He said, peace out. I'm gone. Don't live to get back at people who reject you. It's not worth it. Move on. Jesus moved on. God has another plan for you. And I don't think it's holding grudges, holding against people that have rejected you for whatever reason. It's the last point here that I want to go over. And I didn't want to end the sermon on rejection. So I was gonna, I'm going to end it on something a little nicer. You will never be rejected by the Lord. I want you to underline the never. I want you to let that soak in if you don't understand that. You will never be rejected by the Lord. Many people in your life will reject you. Like I've said, it happens to everyone. So I'm letting you know now that no matter what, No matter who rejects you, Jesus will never reject you. 
That's the one rejection you do not have to deal with. His arms are wide open for you. God knows every single thing about you, and yet he doesn't reject you, and he still loves you. Again, I can't repeat this enough. No matter what or who rejects you, God will never reject you. The Bible says in Psalm 27:10, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. The fear of being rejected is actually a rejection of God's truth. God not only created every one of us to be unique, he also made us acceptable through Christ. In Ephesians 1.4, it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. In God's eyes, we are acceptable. Not by what we have done, not by our own merits, but by what Jesus has done for us. He paid the price for all of us on the cross. He paid the price for all our sins. All you have to do is accept it. Are you willing and ready to do that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Almighty One, creator of everything, thank you for all that you have done, for all that you do, and for all that you will do. Father, I pray that whoever you had intended these words for today, that they were able to to hear them. Father, we know you will not reject us. I pray that whoever is dealing with rejection today and in the future can overcome it and have healing from it. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here today that doesn't have a relationship with you, that hasn't accepted you into their heart, that they will take that next step by confessing with their lips and believing in their hearts that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior and that he died for our sins. Father, we love you with all our hearts. Let us leave here today rejoicing in your love and grace. We pray these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.